Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you for the times that we're living and how we are witnessing so many crazy things upon the earth. Lord, it seems that every day the news is filled with chaos, with confusion, with crisis. Father, that is contrary to the Spirit of God. You said the last days will be perilous times because men will be selfish. They will be haters of God. They will pursue things that are not according to the Spirit of God. They will be disobedient to their parents. We pray, Father God, that the Holy Spirit come upon our life, that it would be a different spirit, that it would be a spirit that would lead us to please God and to love those that are around us, O oh God. We pray that the power of God's Spirit be upon the house of God, upon the people of God, that you would anoint your word this morning through your Holy Spirit, and that it would pierce our hearts as a lamp unto our feet, as a light unto our path, bringing clarity in midst of confusion, bringing certainty in the midst of chaos, and bringing love, O oh God, through your Spirit, shed abroad in our hearts instead of selfishness. We pray that we would be the light of the world and that our light might so shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. We pray, Father God, that greater is he that is with us than he that is in the world. Satan has been defeated, O oh God, at the cross of Calvary. All his attributes all the nature of rebellion and disobedience will be thrown into the lake of fire. And we will be saved by the blood of the lamb, by the word of his testimony. And because we're not walking according to our lives, Lord, we love not our lives even to death, O oh God. So use your word this morning to bring us closer and to bring us more clarity and more certainty in the day of darkness and confusion. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Genesis chapter 1, it's always good to start reading the Bible from verse 1. And verse 1 says that God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. God created the heavens and the earth. And he has the recipe and the ingredients to everything that exists. Everything was... Uh, made into creation by the spoken word. Uh, verse 2 says that there was chaos and confusion upon the earth, causing darkness to take over. The earth became without form. That's the word disorder. Everything came out of order. Uh, you want darkness to come upon your life. Uh, Remove yourself from the order of the Spirit of God. Remove yourself from the design. Uh, one of the things that, that a preacher just said is that we should know the precepts of God. The precepts are the original design of all things. When we don't know the original design, things get twisted and perverted. 
So learning God's precepts, meditating on how God designed the world allows us to live not in disorder. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Not in without form, but with form. And not with void, that means not filling your place. Uh, void is the experience of a husband leaving his marriage. That absence causes great harm. The void of a father who leaves his children, great harm. A husband that leaves his marriage, a family, a father that leaves his family, uh, equates darkness. Everything that is, not, uh, that is contrary to the kingdom of light. And there at that place, we see the, we're introduced to the spirit of God. The spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So this is the beginning of the work of God in a place that is dark, in a place that is empty, in a place that it's without form. The spirit of God. Um, that's what we need in our nation right now. Our nation is, 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 seems to be getting darker and darker um, they're not talking about transgender anymore. And, and you, you figure that a, a, a man who doesn't know what bathroom to go to um, produces darkness. That's com confusing. But now they're talking about trans species. No longer transgender. I want to change from a man to a woman now I want to no longer be a human. I want to be an animal. And so there's people going around acting like cats and acting like dogs. And, and they'll wear their dog collars and their cat collars. And they'll walk on all fours and they'll meow and probably have their own cat litter. But... These are signs of darkness that have covered the earth. And there the Spirit of God is present. Uh, I want to say that however the spirit of darkness rises up, it's no challenge to light. Never. There's never been a case where light, light has not prevailed over darkness. Uh, darkness doesn't have a chance. I, one of the illustrations I love... Is, is turning all the lights off in my office. And I tell people, see how dark it is here? And they're like, yeah, I can't see my hand. There's no windows. There's no light. And then I turn on the light, and darkness disappears that fast. Why? Because light prevails over darkness. As soon as light is present, darkness doesn't have a chance. And the only chance that darkness has is if the light decides not to show up. If we forfeit our right to shine, then darkness prevails. But if we move in the spirit of God, there the spirit of God was hovering over this atmosphere and climate. And the very next thing that the spirit ushers in is the word of God. That's powerful. The Spirit of God will always remind you about what God has said. Verse 3, God dispels darkness by saying, let there be light. And there was light. That's verse 3 in the Bible. So this is the, this is the 
present battle that we face, not only on the U.S. continent, um, not only in international affairs, in our personal lives, every day there's a battle between light and darkness. And so we say, let's be strong with the Spirit of the Lord. Let's make sure that the Spirit of God is present because He will lead us to triumph. He will lead us to victory. Um, There's several verses in the Bible that to me are so important. That's why I call them all my favorite. Uh, I have favorite verses in the Bible, uh, notwithstanding Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, it doesn't bring foolishness. If you see a foolish person, you know that the Spirit of God is, is not inside. Now, when you see somebody filled with the Spirit of God, wisdom is the tangible expression. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. It's a spirit of wisdom. I, I love wisdom. When I heard about wisdom... This was the very first concept I learned when I became a Christian. And the only thing I prayed for for five years, the only thing. I didn't pray for a girlfriend. I didn't pray for a house or money. The only thing I prayed when I found out that wisdom existed, I said, God, give me wisdom. And, and I think it's because I was convinced that there was no greater a fool upon the earth than myself. I needed to compensate for lost years of wisdom. So I prayed for five years for nothing but wisdom. Because wisdom allows you to obey. And I, I was a disobedient fool. Wisdom allows you to respect authority. And I didn't respect anybody. I was rebellious. Wisdom allows you to line up to the blessing of God. And so I can say that the very, there's one thing that resonates or shines from my life greater than any other thing, and it's the wisdom of God. There's no greater attribute than, than I move and I have a passion to line up with God's thoughts. The spirit of wisdom comes upon us by the spirit of the Lord. Um, wisdom is great when you have it, uh, there's, imagine owning uh, libraries upon libraries, books upon books, but if you don't have understanding, wisdom is no good because understanding is applying wisdom. And you'll have children that says, oh, I knew that, Dad. Well, then why didn't you do it? Uh, so I didn't have understanding. I had wisdom, but I had no understanding. So the Bible says, above all things, get wisdom and understanding for if you have wisdom and understanding it's greater than gold and silver with all you're getting get wisdom and understanding and the one who subsidizes and dispenses on wisdom and understanding is the spirit of the lord the spirit of counsel and might these things are to be able to move in the direction of God's heart. The spirit of knowledge and learning the fear of the Lord. All these attributes come 
through the Spirit of God. We, we have a great lack of the Spirit of God. Um, the Spirit, the Bible says in Ephesians, it says, the Spirit that now works in the sons of disobedient. Um, if we read that particular passage, um, you know that it's not the Spirit of God. You know that um, there's no wisdom, there's no understanding. There's people, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, there's a spirit, he says, in which you once walked according to the course, the patterns of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, talking about Satan, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So far we've talked about the spirit of the Lord which brings light, the spirit of disobedience, darkness that brings foolishness in people's lives. And so these two things are clashing at incredible levels. And we've been talking now for about three weeks uh, about the importance of partnering with the spirit of God. And that this... Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus says, do not make sure that you obtain the promise of the Father and wait in the city of Jerusalem, tarry, we talked about that word, which means sit down and let yourself become a student. Uh, this, is, this is something that, that people hate with a passion. Uh, we've told young people that hate school, you're going to hate being dumb more than you're going to hate school. You, you don't want to miss out that school experience. Uh, we were born in a time where we became Christians after high school, so we didn't have wisdom in our high school years. We had to do, play a lot of catch-up in college. Um, and friends of mine that, that ignored high school regret it to this day. Uh, at levels that are crazy, but those that were sharp in middle school, high school, elementary, they're enjoying life. And here the Bible says, uh, I, Jesus says, I'll send you the promise of my Father, which is the Holy Spirit. So tarry in the city of Jerusalem. The word tarry, uh, they could have written wait in the city. No, tarry is more like sit down and become the student of that power that will come from on high until you are endowed with the power of... You know, you know who marries a fool? Someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. If, if you end up with a foolish husband or wife, you can attribute to that that you did not have the power to distinguish between a dummy and a, a virtuous woman, uh, a brilliant young man, uh, we, we tell all the young girls here at church, you want to marry somebody that obeys their parents. And all the young girls say, amen. You know why? Because if you marry someone who doesn't, you're going to go for a roller coaster ride you wish you had never jumped on. Um, but those that are able to be filled with the Spirit of God and walk in obedience and in wisdom and pursue the calling of God upon their life, they have a power that comes from heaven. They have a supernatural tendency to be faithful to God. And we've talked about this in times past. I want to move on to 
how the Holy Spirit is, is intertwined with everything that God is going to do upon the earth. Um, you listen to Fox News, you listen to CNN, you listen to MC, MSNBC, you listen to all the junk that's going on in our day, and, and absent at the forefront is the Spirit of God. Where is the Spirit of God? The Spirit of peace, the Spirit of God that is able to allow us to see the glory of God upon the earth. Um, there in God's partnership is the Spirit of God. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 3, Paul tells the Christians, how come you think you're going to be able to do something that doesn't partner with the Spirit of God? Are you that dumb? Are you so dumb that understanding that God started all things with his spirit, now you're going to try and do something in your own strength? And the answer is no, we're not that dumb. We're not going to go that route. There's nothing we can do that's not done by the spirit of God. So uh, Pastor Miles Monroe would say, this is a, a pastor from the Bahamas, that the most important person upon the face of the earth is the Holy Spirit. The most important person, not force, not energy, but the person, the Holy Spirit. And last Wednesday, if you weren't here, get a copy of that, of that teaching because we saw the different attributes of the person of the Holy Spirit, that he's intelligent, that he saddens, that he has a will, that he directs our fellowship, that he directs our lives, he directs our steps. So Paul is saying, are you so foolish that you thought that God started everything with his spirit and now you want to do everything absent his spirit on your own flesh? You want to be made perfect. Um, let's, let's go ahead and understand that concept that the Holy Spirit is going to perfect you. The Holy Spirit allows you to be the person that God created you to be. And you're not going to be able to do this on your own strength. There are people that, that say, okay, now I really promise. I, I really, really promise with, you know, no. The reality is that only the Spirit of God can start doing a work on your life um, that brings you to the standard of God. You follow the Holy Spirit. Wellington Boone says, not only is the Holy Spirit the most important person in the world, he says it's the most ignored person. The other people ignore the Holy Spirit. They don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. They're not talking to the Holy Spirit. They're not walking with the Holy Spirit. Every decision that you make outside the Spirit of God makes you more of a devil. You could say amen right there. That was good preaching. Every decision you make outside the spirit of God makes you a devil. John 16, 6, Jesus says it would be to our advantage for him to leave. For if he does not go away, the helper will not come. Verse 7. It's your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away... The helper will not come to you. But if I depart, if I 
go to heaven, I will send him to you. Uh, understand that the spirit of God is what God has left upon the earth to perfect you. And he's going to come, verse 8, and will convict you of sin. The things that don't please God. This, this is a strong voice telling you to remove air from your life. Things that don't please God. He has come. He will convict. He's not only going to tell you the things that are not pleasing to God. He's going to come and give you righteousness. And righteousness is what pleases God. He's not only saying don't do this. He's saying do this. He, he signals out the pathway. And judgment to know the difference. That's what judging is. Make decisions. So wise decisions come from those people that are most filled with the Holy Spirit. And the people that don't do this are walking contrary to God's design. Contrary to God's design. Verse 13 says, um, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He's not going to allow you to negotiate or compromise. Uh, Derek Prince says, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it'll be like sitting on an electrical fence. You're not going to be able to dissimulate. You're not going to be able to casually compromise and negotiate. No, it's going to shock you. It's going to bring you out with a force of God from the things that don't please God. For he will not speak his own authority, but what he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you the things to come. The Holy Spirit begins to remind you the heart of God. Verse 15, all the things that are from the Father, that are mine. The Holy Spirit will take that which is of mine and declare it to you. He's going to begin to give you things that belong to God. Joel 2.28 says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. <clears throat> there are some people that feel that since it's the Holy Spirit, it has nothing to do with me because I'm not holy. But the promise of God for you is that God has promised to pour out his spirit, tell your neighbor, on all flesh. That means you. There's no exemption. This spirit of wisdom, this spirit of truth, this spirit of counsel is going to be poured out on all spirits. Your sons and your daughters will begin to speak things that are supernatural. The older men will dream dreams and the younger men shall see visions. These are the things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Ephesians 2.18 says that through Jesus... We now have access to one spirit that leads us to the Father. To want to please the Father is the spirit's role. Romans 8.15. You're not receiving a spirit that's against dad. It's not against order. It's not against instruction and correction. But you're not receiving a spirit of captivity to go back into fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption and through the Spirit of God, you begin to say, Dad, Dad, what's the game plan? A heart drawn to Dad is a heart of wisdom. A heart that wants to honor Father. Everything will go well with you. You'll live a long life. You begin to be filled with the Spirit of God. You're going to live a different 
reality in the world. Paul says, I'm concerned about you that you're not receiving this spirit. You're receiving another spirit. 2 Corinthians 11.4. If somebody comes to tell you about another Jesus that we have not preached to you, how many have heard about another Jesus? There's, there's a weird Jesus that's going around, and that's not the Jesus that tells you to honor the Father. Uh, a different Jesus, a Jesus that's so modern and cool that you, you know, my, my Jesus doesn't say for me to have to go to church. My Jesus says that no one's going to end up in hell. My Jesus says that I could cheat on my wife. My Jesus says, uh, you know, all these crazy things that these people have concocted a God after their own heart. If anyone preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, and listen to what it says here. If you receive a different spirit, a different spirit which is not the Holy Spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, all these aspects of a different spirit. Um, there's a passage here. I was talking with Wellington Boone last week, and he brought up this passage in Luke chapter 9, verse 54. Listen to the disciples. James and John come up to Jesus and say, Hey, Jesus, do you want us to call fire down from heaven? Do you want us to command? I just had, they just had a run-in with a city that Jesus wanted to come and share. And they said, don't come to our city. We don't want what you have to preach. So James and John says, hey, do you want us to do like Elijah did? And, and just let fire come down from heaven and burn those people? How many have thought that about somebody you're preaching to is making fun of you? And you're saying, like, Lord, just, just kill them. <laughs> Go to hell, you know? You don't want Jesus, then, then burn in hell. They, they were of that spirit, and a lot of things that are taking place upon the United States is that revengeful spirit. Kill the white supremacists, kill the anti-First Amendment people, kill the communists, kill... Uh, well, Jesus, when he's confronted with animosity and hostility and adversity, because... He's being led by the Spirit of God and not another spirit. These James and the disciples, James and John, are being led by another spirit. Verse 55, Jesus turns around and rebukes them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you belong to. When the Spirit of God is upon your life, you don't have stupid answers, you don't have reactions that are based on emotion. You don't, you don't give people what they deserve. You get filled with the Spirit of God, and you come from this approach. Verse 56, Jesus says, Do you not know that the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them? It's a different spirit. And when you're under the influence of a bad spirit, you want to destroy things. You want to get even. You want to move in an ugly spirit, one that doesn't glorify God. And Jesus calls their attention and says, that's not the spirit we belong to. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy things, men's lives, but to save them. It's a redemptive spirit. 
It's a spirit that gives a different answer. In Acts chapter 16, verse 16, there's a girl who has a spirit of a divination. And so all sorts of things are manifesting in our day and time. It happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl that possessed a spirit of divination. She met us on the street. And she had brought much money to her masters by fortune telling. So they were using her to make money. In verse 17, this girl followed Paul and the disciples and cried out saying, These men are, most, are the servants of the Most High God. And they proclaim to us the way of salvation. Verse 18, this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit that was in her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out. And at that very same hour, that spirit came out of this girl. And so the people that were there were very upset at Paul and his deliverance ministry. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says that we can give thanks to God always because he chose us to salvation. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. God chose you for salvation the moment that he began to sanctify you through his spirit. As you know the truth, the truth will separate you from a lie and that sanctifying power of the Spirit of God is what saves you. It's what saves me. It's what makes the Holy Spirit the most important person on the earth. It begins to lead us to salvation. We said it on, on Wednesday, Romans 8, 26, the Spirit helps when we are weak. One of his names, Paracletos, is the one who comes alongside to help us. He helps in our weaknesses. We don't know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself begins to give us insight on how to utter words that connect with God. How many know we need prayer? But then we need Spirit-led prayer. He'll teach us how to pray. Otherwise, we won't pray like we should. Verse 27, he says, the spirit who searches out the hearts and the mind of the spirit. He knows what we need to pray for and how we need to pray because he is constantly praying for all believers according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to pray according to the will of God. Uh, a lot of people are going to miss it. They're going to be upon the earth and miss their calling because they're not partnering with the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 20, verse 28, the Bible says that we were take uh, watch over ourselves, how we lead the flock, because the Holy Spirit has made us overseers. I want to say something that's super important. Those that move according to the Spirit of God, as they draw near to the instrumentality of God, the Holy Spirit begins to use the tools of God. Uh, I had a meeting last week, and 
And this gentleman says, Pastor, I want to sit down with you and discuss some matters that are happening in my life. And from the moment he called me, uh, the Lord began to give me dreams, speak to me audibly, and prepare me for the meeting I would have with this young man without knowing what he was going to ask me. But he moved in the spirit of God, and the spirit of God began to move in my life. And when I sat down, all I was telling him was things of the spirit of God. And then, as I go home, and I'm freaking out because when you're being used by the spirit of God, you're amazed and marveled. And I get home, and God brings something into my life through his spirit that confirms everything that came out of my mouth. By another man of God. And so you see the spirit of God is at work in the lives of those that, that want to connect. And there's some people that, that, that they're, they're like this young girl who has a different spirit. They're, they're not moving in the spirit of God. They're doing all sorts of things, but it's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God has made us overseers of his sheep. So the spirit moves and partners in the, in the heart of God. Galatians 3 verse 5 says that the spirit of God works miracles. If you're not seeing miracles in your life, it's because you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to supply you. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles amongst you. He's not doing it in the natural. He's doing it as you're led by faith. As you're led by hearing the word of God. Miracles is the work of the spirit of God. We want to see miracles in our lives begin to cultivate a relationship with the spirit of God. All these aspects of the Holy Spirit in our lives tells us we, we need to partner with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12.3 No man can connect with Jesus but through the spirit of God. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a bad thing. No one can say, Jesus be Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are Lord. You take over. You be the head over these affairs. He says you can't do it unless you do it through the Spirit of God. James chapter 4 verse 5 says, the Spirit of God yearns jealously over us it's it's so the spirit of god wants us to fulfill god's calling that he's passionate i, I don't know if you if you've seen somebody move in the direction of passion the spirit of god is passionate he's not indifferent it's a curse to be apathetic to be without feeling the spirit of god gives you deep feeling uh, the mysteries of the Spirit of God. You say, well, why does, why does the Holy Spirit open some hearts and then some hearts are closed and they don't receive? And we see that in Acts chapter 16, verse 14. As Paul was approaching a town, there was a lady named Lydia. And she was a seller. She was in business selling uh, clothing with purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to hear the things spoken by Paul. Who opened her heart? The Lord. The Spirit of God is the key that opens your heart to receive 
the words of God. There's some people who have been in our ministry uh, since its inception. And they, ha they have a way to receive what the Spirit of God has told this church since day one. And then there's some other people that don't have an open heart to be part of a world-changing ministry. They, they have no appetite. You ask God, God, allow your spirit to open my hearts to receive this instruction, to receive this teaching, to receive something that is greater than myself. And so a lot of people are disconnected. Um, I want to say this morning that as we pursue the Spirit of God, He's going to lead us to perfection. He's going to give us wisdom. He's going to, you know, we, we have a very small time period upon the earth to get with the program. One thing is preparation in ministry, and the other thing is performance in ministry. So if you're not prepared, you'll never come to performance. You'll be unprepared. You'll be unuseful. Uh, you'll be unprofitable. Let's stand this morning and ask God, God, is it true that you're going to allow your spirit to fall upon all flesh? Titus chapter 3 verse 4 says that this work of sanctification and regeneration the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared when? Verse 5. Not our works of righteousness, which we had done, but according to God's mercy, who saved us because there's going to be a washing, a regeneration, a renewing of the Holy Spirit. Look at those three things. They're so essential. Lord, wash me. Begin to put things on me that, that move me in a different direction and renew me through your Holy Spirit. I, I believe that there are different instrumentalities that God uses, but this is an indispensable relationship. Over the years, some men have approached me and said, Pastor, can you help me with this side of me. And I tell him, look, I want to, but this is a job for Superman. This is the Holy Spirit. This is something that the Holy Spirit needs to do in your life. Because if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to do it, no man's going to do it. If you're, not, if you're not wanting the Spirit of God to move, um, years ago I was in a television program and Opposite me was a transvestite. His name was Robert. Everybody called him Abigail. He was dressed like a woman. And so what do you do when things are that chaotic and confused? The Lord took me to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, where it talks about, uh, let's go to verse 9. Do you not know that things that are unrighteous will never come into the kingdom of God? How many know that? And so how many know that they're talking about us right there? Right? A lot of people say those things aren't coming in. No, I'm not coming in because unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. So don't be deceived. Fornicators aren't coming in. Those things that have things that are more important than God, that's idolatry. 
Anything you lift up as an important thing above God. If your money is going anywhere more important than God, you have an idol in your life. Billy Graham used to say, I could tell a man who's saved. All I have to do is look at his wallet. See where his money's going. That's where his God is. Idols. No adulterers. They're not talking about only relational, though, but if you love this world more than you love God, he says you're an adulterer. No homosexual. No homosexual will enter the kingdom of God. No sodomite talking about super perverted sexual tendencies, vulgarities. These things will not come into God's kingdom. Verse 10, nor will thieves or covetousness, taking things that are not yours, Desiring things that are not yours, not only taking them, but desiring them is a thing that will keep you outside of the kingdom. Nor will drunkards, things that, that weigh heavy on your heart, nor will complainers. That's what wipes out all of us right there. No complainers. Oh, I have to go make my bed. Oh, I have to go take out the child. Oh, I have to love my husband. Not complainers are not coming in, nor will extortioners, people that get other people to move in ungodly directions, will inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11, this is, this is the message that the Spirit of God, he says, some of you were these things, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified through the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. This allows us to not only be saved, continue saved, but take the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus to the lost world. The ministry of the Spirit of God is to perfect God's people. We didn't receive another spirit. We received the excellent spirit. We received the spirit that allows us to move with all deliberate purpose into the will of God. Now, my concern in these last days is that there's so many spirits moving across the land. And, and this is true. Isaiah 61 says that deep darkness has covered the earth. You know why? Because people are moving by so many different spirits. That's not the spirit of God. Spirit of God will lead you to cover the earth with light. Look what it says in Isaiah 60, verse 2. Behold the phenomena, great darkness. Darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Spirit of God doing its work in your life and in my life and in the house of God amongst the people of God is going to cause a light to shine, verse 3, to such level that the Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings will come to the brightness of your rising. Verse 1 says, 
So arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The spirit of God is strong in your life and is doing a glorious work. My, my prayer is as we're seeing the manifest, tangible expression of everybody filled with a different spirit, that you and I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that we will shine bright. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you, O God, to pour out a fresh measure of your Holy Spirit upon your people. That the light... Shine bright, O oh God, over your church, that we might be able to walk in wisdom and not foolishness, in certainty and not confusion. Father, in clarity and not chaos. We pray in Jesus' name that we have the mind of Christ to speak words of truth. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that we would move not apathetically or indifferently, but but passionately, O oh God, in the direction of your spirit. We pray for forgiveness of sin. We pray, Father God, that you guide us to stay away from things that bring darkness, confusion, chaos in our lives. We pray, Father God, that your spirit might lead us to truth and that it might be powerful to perfect us, sanctify us, regenerate, renew Father, we pray in Jesus' name that we walk in the power of your spirit in such a time like this, Lord. That this generation might be totally vanquished, O oh God, and transformed by the power of a people filled with your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah.